Welcome to the Parented Podcast. I'm Michelle Gams. Join me as we explore the hardest job that you will ever love, parenting your child. Today we meet Kelly. She took a class with me 13 years ago. Now her children are 17 and 15. So we get to talk about teenagers. She's also parenting with kids who transition between her house and their dad's house. She has been through a fire and she has found peace. Listen in. Because we met originally through Bethel, and I was like, oh my God, I met you when my son was like, oh, I wanted to just tie him up and lock him away. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about your class, I took it and it helped tremendously, but that mm-hmm. seems like a lifetime ago. It was. I mean, I could look that up. Do you know how old they were? Oh, he's going to be driving, and right. he was like three, four. Three. That's how long ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, Kelly, tell us who you have, who's in your family structure here. Um... My daughter is going to be 17 next month, and my son. It's just the three of us here in town. And he's 15? He's 15. He's a freshman, yes. Okay. So we get to talk about teenagers. Yay! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have us all on our knees, and we're humbled. Yes. They actually, my kids are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, it's not so much issues with them, it's issues with helping them deal with their dad. Mm-hmm. That's my difficulty in mm-hmm. raising my children because, like I say, knock on wood, so far they've been great. No mm-hmm. m- more issues than a typical teenager would have. Mm-hmm. It's just I have to continually give them tools to deal with their dad while he's while they're at his house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to talk about um, separate homes and transitioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. It's not even the transitioning part. It's just they struggle when they're in their his house. Okay. Um, he has a living girlfriend with a son with no dad. Okay. So they get to go over into a whole new family structure. Uh. Uh, yeah, the girlfriend's 18 years younger, um, not, hasn't spoken to my daughter for over a year. They don't speak and they, they coexist in the same house? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. That, that would be tense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, we can we can keep it superficial. I can kind of go yeah. over the big points, or I can. Give it yeah. Well, there's... we want to be able to just. Um, yeah. Talk about things. It's okay. Just talk about. It doesn't matter. Just. Just. We're just going to talk. We'll take whatever. It's okay. good. Good. Don't worry about catering to anything. It's for you. Okay. 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 So it actually really started because they were moving into a new house. And they all went to the new house to look at it. And upstairs, there were three bedrooms and two bathrooms. And one was a Jack and Jill, and one was his own bedroom and bathroom. And Ava wanted the bedroom and bathroom because she's the only girl, and she's the oldest. And mm-hmm. and the girlfriend felt that her son should have it because at my house, they each each of my children gets their own bedroom and bathroom. So her son should get his own bedroom and bathroom at their house, which didn't make any sense to me or Ava or even Zach. But um, she felt like Ava manipulated the situation. And so ever since then, they've not really spoken at all. 
at that point when it, when this girlfriend felt like she was like her, like my daughter at the time was 15, she felt like this, my daughter was manipulating her dad. And so she was upset about it. And at that point forward, she wouldn't pick her up at school anymore. She didn't do any laundry. She didn't do her dishes. She wouldn't return her text messages, wouldn't talk to her or nothing. And that is what it is. But my anger was towards him, my ex-husband, because he's the, it doesn't matter what she, the girlfriend does. He's the one in charge. It's, she's the living girlfriend. He pays the bills. She doesn't, the girlfriend doesn't work. He's in charge of the house. He's in charge of his kids and he didn't control the situation. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and it was a year and a half of just turmoil, but that to kind of summarize has been my difficulty in raising teenagers is getting them to understand situations, how to cope with situations, mm -hmm. how to not let it change who they are. Mm. And it's been a struggle. Mm -hmm. It would be. And so I was telling Katie, I've been in a lot of therapy for the past year, mm -hmm. um, trying to focus on finding peace for me, peace within myself towards my ex because I'm a big believer that if you are angry at your ex, it's mm -hmm. going to come out on your children. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that being angry towards him, it's giving my power away to him. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I drive a lot at work and I have been listening to tons of books and trying to understand what part I brought to this situation. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that chose him. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that chose to have children with him. He is who he is. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been reading um, Loving What Is by Gina mm -hmm. uh, Brody, Katie. Byron Katie. Byron Katie. Yep, yep. That's wonderful. Finished that book. Oh my God, that's... Mm -hmm. The four questions. <sighs> that was difficult. But I realized that I have been angry at him for hurting the kids because I'm hurting the kids. Because he does these things and that it affects me and I take it out on them. Mm. So I'm mad at him for hurting the kids, but really I'm the one hurting the kids because I'm letting him affect me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's been mm. eye-opening. To look at yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. and what we can control. Um, we have to own it. I'm a big believer that the happiest people are those who are not victims. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to see what part I brought to it, what part I can control, what part I can't control, mm -hmm. and trying to teach them that at an age-appropriate level. How lucky they are mm. to be getting that from their mom as teenagers. <sighs> it's hard. Because I look at divorce. So many people say, oh, I'm so sorry you divorced. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But like anything in life, you get your biggest growth mm -hmm. and self-awareness and knowledge and strength mm -hmm. through the worst times. Mm -hmm. And yet divorce is hard, but I've learned so much about me mm -hmm. and I've become so happy and, and enveloped this peace that and developed peace that I never had before. That I've never had if I'd been hanging on through divorce. I know it sounds crazy, but no, it's, it's true. not crazy at all. I mean, but I think you really do have to go through, I mean, I could, I have stories I could share about things I've had to endure with my ex-husband, who's a narcissistic surgeon, mm -hmm. that have literally brought tears to my friend's eyes when I tell them stories about things he's done mm -hmm. to my kids. Because he, this isn't about the kids. Mm -hmm. This is about his revenge to me, mm -hmm. his hatred towards me. Mm 
-hmm. And it's only successful if I engage. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to cut that tie and stop playing tug of war. And so that's my biggest struggle in raising teenagers is keeping myself in check so my kids can be in check mm -hmm. and not be their superhero and rescue them, but give them the tools to deal with him when they're at his house. That involves a whole lot of detachment on your part, doesn't it? It's so hard. Mm -hmm. So hard. I can't tell you how many times they walk out the door and I just fall on my knees crying. Mm -hmm. Into so, the fire they go. Yep. It's impressive, in fact, that they go. Well, um, to give you an example of what my daughter is like, a year, year and a half ago, before she got her license, she was just, I mean, her grades dropped. And she was crying all the time. She couldn't focus. She was depressed. And I was like, I told my attorney, because we were in the middle of a, pest, uh, a child support thing, and about two years ago, he um, filed a child support amendment to get up in child support, essentially. And um, my, I called my attorney because we, we were on speed dial because of all child support stuff. And I said, my daughter doesn't want to go, and this is why. And she'd been going to counseling, and the counselor said that is emotional abuse. She shouldn't be forced to go there. Let's, let's give her the tools to manage when she's there. And he, you know, Jim went in and talked with the counselor, and we tried to get her to get him to understand. But long story short, I told her, I said, well, you know, I'm not going to force you to go anymore. And so for three or four months, she didn't go. And out of the blue, she came in Jim, I think he kind of, I think it was a little bit of a wake-up call for him. Didn't change his, you know, his stance with the girlfriend. He never, he never changed his, you know, attitude towards her and said, this is not okay. I won't allow you to be disrespectful to my daughter when my children are here. I expect, you know, never did that. But he was a little more aware of her when she was at the house and, Anyway, she didn't go for like three or four months and finally she came downstairs one day and said, Mom, I, you know, I just realized if I want a relationship with my dad, I just have to be the adult in a relationship and just, you know. It's a mature 17-year-old. And I think now that she's her license in a car, she doesn't feel trapped. Yes. So it's a little less um, painful for everyone, but the counseling I've been in recently the counselor had said, you, you need to have a conversation with her and just make it very clear. She doesn't need to go. And you just say, if you want to go, I support it. If you don't want to go, I have your back. Because my attorney's like, you know, unless you say, okay, Jim, well, do I, have to f I will physically force her out the door if that's what you're wanting. But I don't, beyond that, I don't know what else I can do to make her go to your house. Because she's only 17 next month. So, mm -hmm. so. And my son's kind of like, eh, whatever. He goes to he goes to Jim's house, does his homework, or goes to his friend's house, or does his thing. He doesn't. He's a boy who's not as sensitized to it and doesn't bother him. Whereas my daughter's very sensitive, and she's mm -hmm. like. So again, going back to the point of cherishing teenagers, that's my struggle. So they've had an an added layer for them in the teenage years of sort of their own invitation raising their own game they've had to they i mean that's just not sort of an autopilot team right yeah right and because of that my children sex wasn't as effective 
my son. But my daughter now has a higher level of self-awareness, voice, mm -hmm. empathy. I mean, it, it kills me to think what she's been through, but to know that she's taken that and, and come out to be the child or now adult she is, that makes me feel good. Because you worry. I mean, mm -hmm. when you go through divorce, the first thing you think is, what's going to be my kids? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if he's abusive or an alcoholic or just not there. or It doesn't matter what it is. Nine times out of ten, the mom doesn't think the dad's providing what the kids need. And the dad thinks the mom's probably, you know, coddling them too much. I mean, neither parent thinks that the other parent's probably providing what the children need. And it's a struggle. And... My focus is not making it about me or him, but about them. Mm -hmm. Hey there, it's Michelle. Today's episode is sponsored by me. If you're interested in speaking to me privately regarding any parenting situations one-on-one, -on -one, I offer phone consultations and online parenting courses at my website, michellegams.com, and I'd love to help. Okay, let's get back to the show. And that's hard, especially if you're in a place where you're hurt or you're tired or you're overworked. You know, we as adults are stressed. and Human. Yes. And, you know, I've, we've, for 17 years, it's been about someone but me. And it has to be about someone besides me on a whole other level now. Because it's not just about, is your laundry done? It's, is her laundry done? Is she okay to go to her dad's? Is she emotionally stable? Is she going to, you know, there's just all of these other things that run through your head that you don't typically run through your head when your mom and married and have a family unit. Although I have to say, I know a lot of people that stay married that have more issues than my kids did. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm a big believer that married or divorce kids endure a lot of crap mm -hmm. of their parents. And sometimes staying together, there's more crap mm -hmm. than if they were separate. Mm -hmm. Your daughter's had opportunities to grow. Yes. And she's had motivation to do so mm -hmm. through this. Mm -hmm. It's not, too. it's not easy. Yeah, no, no, it's just, yeah. Humbling. And it's, it's weird, but I've also learned that the person I was when I got married is not the person I am now. And that's because of the divorce. Mm -hmm. Like I went into the marriage codependent, without a voice, with all these issues. And it was the divorce that got me to see all of that mm -hmm. and focus and change those things that needed to be looked upon mm -hmm. and ignored for forever. Didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. You sound like a brave mama. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's not... It's not like where, oh, I just want to get in shape and I'm going to go work out and get better. It's slapped in your face and you have two choices. You either be a victim and cry and complain and fight, which this is why I was telling Katie, this is why I'm writing. There's two reasons. I'm making a lot of notes and writing a bunch of stuff down, mm -hmm. not with the intent of like publishing a book, but just to have my mind and mm -hmm. thoughts clarified and help other girlfriends of mine. Because I have so many friends who are divorced who are as miserable now as they were when they're unhappily married. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't understand how people continue that pattern of I'm angry and I'm fighting and that tug of war with your ex. Mm -hmm. I just think whether you're unhappily married, 
or divorce. You have two choices and to continue in the fight and the anger, it just makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I just, I, I did this on necessity, not because I just wanted to do the work because, oh, she has something I'm going to go to therapy, see what I find. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, I can't handle this pain mm -hmm. and unhappiness. I'm going to do what it takes to fix it and get better. Mm -hmm. I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. Peace to you, mom or dad. It starts there. You've got this. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, you can email katie at getparented.com. Katie is K-A-T-I-E at getparented.com. And if you didn't catch that, the email is listed in the notes from this episode. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please leave us a review and hit subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here each week. The fact that you are listening to these indicates that you already are an intentional parent doing the very best that you can. Keep it up. See you next time.